Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, May 29th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. I hope that everybody had a uh, relaxing and and reflective Memorial Day. We obviously had uh, the day off from a show yesterday, uh, but I hope everybody um, was able to spend it with friends and family. And remember those of us who have or those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice for us. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about that a little bit later. Um, but unfortunately, James, we're going to go from that to some sad news that was just reported right before we started recording. And uh, this is coming from the Chicago Tribune's Chris Jones. He is reporting that um Chicago-based director uh, Rachel Rockwell, who um, has done a ton of work in Chicago, is also a performer beforehand, died at the age of just 49. Uh, I'm sure if you know of her work, you'll hear a lot more coming up in the next few well hours after we record and then days about her. Uh, her passing and her career, but that seems to have been a, a fairly sudden and, and tragic and sad thing. So for those of you who are well acquainted with the Chicago theater community, you'll probably know a lot more about her career than we do, but this seems to have already created quite a few ripples in the uh, theatrical community, James. Yeah. Also, uh, this weekend we had on this weekend Broadway, we had Evan Pappas and Jan Simpson had uh, an interview with Claire Barron, who uh, was the author of uh, Off-Broadway's Dance Nation. And uh, Claire uh, does not hold back. It's uh, quite, <laughs> quite the interview. I don't know if you listen to it, Matt, or not. Yeah, but, it, <laughs> yeah I've got I've got I got a ticket to see Dance Nation when I'm in town uh, next month. And so I'm very, very excited. This seems like uh Definitely, and not only a show, but a playwright on the rise. Sure. And uh, this week on Broadway, we talked with Evan Pappas, and uh, <laughs> a handful of people have thanked us for pointing out the better ice cream places in the town of Babylon. So if you would like to know about the bakeries and the ice cream in the town of Babylon, where the Argyle Theater, where Evan Pappas is the new artistic director, take a listen to This Week on Broadway. Perfect. First up in the news, uh, David Mamet's Harvey Weinstein play is aiming for London. Oh, man. Yeah, James. Uh, Michael Riedel dropped this little nugget right after we recorded on Thursday night. But honestly, I I really just wish there hadn't been a nugget to drop. Um, but anyway, Riedel reports that David Mamet's play about Harvey Weinstein that we talked about a few months ago um, is apparently moving forward. It's called Bitter Wheat, and the plan is to open the show in London because Mamet is wary of doing another show on Broadway without first having strong reviews elsewhere following the disaster that was China Doll, uh, starring Al Pacino, of course. Apparently, John Malkovich is uh, has been approached to play Weinstein, though no word on whether or not he is interested in the part was there, which I'm going to come back to that here in a second. Director Daniel Evans is reportedly in talks uh, to work on the show following a critically acclaimed London revival of Mammoth's American Buffalo a few seasons ago, which starred John Goodman, Damian Lewis and Tom Sturridge. Evans is also the new artistic director at the Chichester Festival in the UK. Now, James, this article came out online on Thursday night in print on Friday morning and color me cynical, but I'm just a little suspicious that this article is showing up in the post on the exact same day that Weinstein turned himself into New York authorities. Seems a little too coincidental to me. It seems to me like Mammoth's producer Jeffrey Richards might have been trying to drum up some attention and potentially some money by floating Malkovich and Evans's names. Uh, I said it when this show was initially discussed, and I'll say it again. I think that having a play written about Harvey Weinstein is 
fine. I might have waited a, a little while longer to do it, one, so that we could find out the full scope of everything that has happened and will happen. But whatever, writing a play about it, it's fine. I just think there's a gazillion other play routes, playwrights that I would prefer to write the play about Weinstein than David Mamet, including, you know, maybe a woman. Hmm. Uh, you know, perhaps uh, Claire Barron will take that on. Did you uh, <laughs> did you happen to see the Guardian uh, article on Harvey Weinstein? I did not know. <sighs> so the Guardian did this uh, sh- short piece uh, about. Weinstein's perp walk while he's turning himself in, and he was carrying three books in his hands. Oh, no. Do you know what books he was carrying? I I don't, but I can only imagine. Something Wonderful, Rodgers and Hammerstein's biography (laughs) read by Todd Purdom. (laughs) If you want to know more about that book, we discussed it on uh, this week on Broadway, Broadway, not not Sunday, but the previous Sunday, yeah. He also uh, has had a Elia Kazan, a biography by Richard Schickel. Um, you know, uh, the only thing I had to say about oh. that is that uh, he's going to need a lot more than three books to pass the <laughs> I'm gonna have. To, I, I'm surprised I, I didn't see uh, Zoe Kazan tweet anything about, although she might be off Twitter now. I need to go and see if Zoe said anything about uh, Harvey Weinstein having a biography about her grandfather. Uh, while he was being escorted by authorities. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we'll have to uh, put that link from The Guardian in the show notes. <laughs> oh, All righty. So, uh... All right, James, we actually have one other breaking news story that just came in. It's not in the script. Um, this is coming from the, uh, the Canadian newspaper, The Globe and Mail. Apparently, last night was supposed to be the opening night for the 2018 Stratford Festival, and apparently it's been canceled. And I'm, I'm quoting here from J. Kelly Nestruck's uh, Nest article, quote, opening night of the Stratford Festival's 2018 season has been canceled, and the festival theater evacuated just half an hour before performance of The Tempest was set to begin. And uh, Sword Fager, the publicity director at the Stratford Festival, said Monday that the Stratford police had asked the festival to evacuate the building after an unspecified threat was received. Jackie Maxwell, former artistic director of the Shaw Festival, Shaw Festival was at an opening night dinner in the theater when, during dessert, she said attendees were asked to evacuate immediately. Quote, they said, get away as far from the building as possible, Maxwell said, standing among a crowd of well-dressed spectators kept at a distance from the theater by the Stratford police. Um, This is obviously a breaking story. This was posted just minutes before we recorded, James. So hopefully whatever comes of what's going on uh, up in Stratford right now is seem is is much ado about nothing no pun intended um and, and hopefully everybody stays safe and and, and everything there but that's uh, got to be a terrifying uh thing to have to evacuate a a theater during an opening night in a festival kind of a situation wow yeah wow what the hell's going on in the world what got the- me all right well, let's uh, look forward to this week's theatrical schedule. What do we have going on? All right. Well, we've got a bunch, James. Things are starting to pick up as many of the off-Broadway theater companies get their summer fair up and running this week. But before we move off-Broadway, first, on Broadway, on Thursday night, the production of The Boys and the Band officially opens. Directed by Joe Mantello, the cast is a who's who of stars, including Jim Parsons, Zachary Kinto, Matt Bomer, Andrew Reynolds, Robin DeJesus, and former One Life to Live bad boy Tuck Watkins. The show is scheduled to run at the Booth Theater through August 11th. We will have reviews for you on Friday's show, barring 
any unforeseen delays, of course, like, I don't know, maybe a broken foot from one of the show's stars or something. Um, anyway, although they're, they're doing one of those things from what I've heard. I've heard this. I haven't seen it reported anywhere, James, but apparently they're doing one of those press opening nights on one night and then an opening night party another night. So I'm not sure when the review embargo is. So maybe the review embargo will be for Friday. I, I'm not 100 percent sure, uh, but we'll we'll keep you updated as we get more information. OK, now we'll go uh, off Broadway to discuss shows beginning previews this week. First up on Wednesday is the return engagement of the Shakespearean hoedown musical Desperate Measures running now at New World Stages. The York Theatre Company's production, which ran late last year, has already run a ton of awards this uh this season so keep an eye out for that one also beginning performances on wednesday is the new play little rock which runs through september 8th at the sheen center the show tells the true story of the little rock nine who officially desegregated the schools in jim crow arkansas then on thursday roundabout's world premiere of joshua Harmon's skin tight begins performances starring adina menzel the show is scheduled to run through august 26th and in it adina's jody is reeling from her ex-husband's engagement to a much younger woman and turns to her fashion designer father for support and that seems to lead to even more problems also on thursday performances begin for the paper mill playhouse's production of the broadway bound musical halftime featuring a book by bob martin and chad begellen music by matthew sklar lyrics by nell benjamin and additional music by marvin hamlish this was to be one of the last projects he or was one of the last projects he was working on before he passed away the cast includes some greats including tony winners lilius white and donna mckechnie tony nominee Andre DeShields, five-time Emmy nominee Georgia Engel, Haven Burton, and more. This is scheduled to play through July 1st with an eye on Broadway next season. Jerry Mitchell directs choreographs. Moving into June, Playwrights Horizons world premiere of Jordan Harrison's Log Cabin begins performances on the 1st, directed by Pam McKinnon and starring Jesse Tyler Ferguson. The show is set in 2015 when a tight-knit circle of married gays and lesbians, comfy in the new mainstream, sees themselves through the eyes of their race transgender pal and it's clear that the march towards progress is anything but unified this show is scheduled to run through july 15th then on saturday the second two other shows beginning performances off broadway first lct3's passover starring tony tony winner gabriel ebert john michael hill and namir smallwood the play by antoinette nuwandu is described as a provocative mashup of waiting for godot or godot and the exodus saga which exposes the unquestionable human spirit of young black men who dream about a promised land they've yet to find this one is also scheduled to play through july 15th then, also on Saturday, the Public Theatre's Cypress Avenue will begin performances. The off-Broadway run is a co-production with the UK's Abbey and Royal Court Theatres. And when it was across the, pl- the pond originally, the play by David Ireland and directed by Vicky Featherstone was called, quote, the most shocking and relevant play on the London stage by The Guardian. Cypress Avenue is set to play through July 29th. And sticking with the public, finally on Sunday, Lynn Nottage's Malima's Tale uh, ends its extended run on on Sunday the 3rd. This has received phenomenal reviews, so if you get a chance to check it out before the end of this week, it is definitely going to be worth your time. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, starting to um, get ready to get out of the gates again. We're uh, yep. having a lot of shows revving up. No, no rest for the wicked All or right. weary, whichever. I can't remember. <laughs> what do we have in the recommendation section? All right. Two, two things. First off, I uh, just want to mention this one. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we want to wish everybody um, a, a 
you know, a little belated um, uh, happy Memorial Day. But over the weekend, a few Broadway stars lent their voices to the National Memorial Day concert in Washington, D.C. That was uh, broadcast on PBS. Those included uh, Alfie Bowe, who sang He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother. Megan Hilty, who sang God Bless America. Cynthia Erivo, who sang Requiem for a Soldier. And James, for you, there was at least three, if not more, uh, cast members from the West Wing who were involved. Also some NCIS and CSI people as well thrown in for good measure. But uh, um, we have a link to the entire broadcast if you want to check that out um, in the show notes at broaderradio.com. And then the other one, James, is something that you actually stumbled across. And this was from NPR's uh, podcast project Money or Planet Money. Sorry. Um, and it has to do with a, uh, a small town in Georgia. I think it's Colquitt, Georgia. Small town, 2,000 people. The uh, population is shrinking, and despite departures in manufacturing, decline in farming, and other economic problems that plague small towns, they've decided to stake the future of their town on writing, directing, and starring in a musical. Yeah, and as I was listening to this, I kept on thinking to myself, is is this The Onion? Am I listening to uh, Corky St. Clair in uh, Waiting for Guffman, which is another small town? I guess Guffman was Missouri or something like that. That was uh, that was pinning the hopes of the revival of the town's financial fortunes on uh, creating a musical about the town. And this actually happened. And what I was interested about was that there was absolutely no reference to Waiting for Guffman, which <laughs> – I thought was really interesting. So I'm wondering, was uh, the Guffman film made before Swamp Gravy or was Swamp Gravy made after Guffman? And I mean, it, it looks from IM, uh, not IMDB, not IBDB, <laughs> yeah. uh, that uh, Winnie for Guffman seems to have come first. Uh, and so I wanted to see if any of... Uh, any of our listeners has ever seen this Swamp Gravy um, a musical that seems to have been a huge hit and ha- and has gone on to done wonders for this town. And they've, uh, from the revenues of this thing, have built an arts council and built their own theater and they travel and uh, they've taken this idea to other huh. t- small towns around the United States. And done- it's just a fascinating story that really I'm going to have was, to listen to this was more about the financial aspect of it than the theater aspect of it. Uh, but I was fascinated by both ends of it. And I thought I'd bring it to the listeners attention and see if anybody has seen this swamp gravy and let us know about it i mean guffman was in 96 and from the various things in the internet about swamp gravy it seems like swamp gravy came out after it but then there's a few references into the early 90s so anybody that knows more about this please yeah get in touch with us because i'd love to talk more about this and find out more about it all right that's pretty interesting yeah uh, so we took off uh, Monday uh, and um, got ready for this uh, long, hard slog through the Tonys. Matt, have you been uh, carb-loading and getting ready uh, for the big... Uh... Uh, unfortunately, carb-loading, but it has nothing to do with getting ready for the Tonys. I've been carb-loading for about 10 years or so. So yeah, just <laughs> really just getting ready for this thing, but... Uh, All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? 
All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for kicking off your Tuesday with us. And uh, Matt and I will be back in your ears and talk with you tomorrow. <laughs>